Hello and welcome back to another episode of Maggie's Place, the official podcast. It's Pinky Guerrero here, one of your podcast hosts. As we stated in the beginning of our podcast journey, we are constantly learning and growing as podcasters and implementing new things and fixing things along the way. So we truly appreciate your feedback and your patience as we continue to iron out our kinks. We absolutely love spreading the inspiring stories our moms share and sharing our mission in empowering and educating others about Maggie's Place. We are working on so many exciting new things from collaborations, new podcast themes, and so much more. We love to hear your feedback and comments, so please send them over to podcast at maggiesplace.org. That's podcast at maggiesplace.org. On last week's episode, you got to meet one of our family coaches and our intake specialist, Alicia. She shared with us the process of coming into Maggie's Place, which we refer to as an intake. She also walks us through the difficult moments of having to turn women away when there aren't enough space in our homes. However, Alicia is happy to provide other resources and will always return a phone call or message to make sure that these women get the help they need. We have heard many guests come on the show say how the moments here at Maggie's Place are never the same, how every day is simply a new day, which ties in perfectly into this week's episode. We are introducing you to Mom Nicole and AmeriCorps member Stephanie. Nicole shares her story of life after prison, her goals for the future, and much more. Stephanie shares with us her story on why she decided to volunteer a year and what is next on her journey after her service. As always, please make sure to share this episode or any of our episodes. Favorite us on Anchor and let's jump right on in. Good morning. Good morning. So <laughs> happy Friday. This was really exciting. Celeste picked me up in her Jeep, her daughter's Jeep. That Jeep is so, like, gold. It was so fun. It was fun. We had it's, a great time. It's my dream to have an old Jeep. I don't, I don't want a new one. I want, like, an old one. I really want a Bronco with the top Oh, I off. love the Broncos. Yes, I oh, do. Uh, I yes. Like, yeah, I think I need one of those. You guys look like California girls, just like... it's our inner selves California (laughs) radiating I think yeah I think I could definitely live in California what's a place you get like if I could pick one like if it didn't matter Mm -hmm. like cost of living quality of life I would totally live in California what parts I know I think uh, I don't know I think I could actually do either like I think they're but I would have to live in like a town that was like laid back beachy Santa Cruz. Is it? Santa yeah, Santa. Like, it's like 30 minutes oh, away. Oh, you're from California. Yeah, California. Oh. Northern California. Our dream state. I know. state. Yeah, it's like 30 minutes away from my house, and so, like, over the summer, we'll just yeah. do, like, family trips or, like, friend mm-hmm. beach trips for the day, and oh, the mountains nice. are there, too. So. Oh. Everything. I'll have to check out Santa Cruz. Yeah. So, where, what's it by? Um, ooh. Like, what is it? <laughs> now I'm like, what's my location? I love Carlsbad. That's like, where's that? Southern. That's Southern, Southern right? Like San yeah. Diego ish? Yeah. Like, um, it's, how far is it from San Francisco? From here? Is it closer to LA? Oh, I thought you were trying to do it. Um, Santa Cruz, is it? No, or Santa like Barbara? More, it's like more uh, like San Jose, San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Carmel. 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 Oh, actually, I take it back. Yeah. Carmel. Carmel. Parent trap. That's why the parent <laughs> trap was filmed. <laughs> Since I was a kid, I uh, wanted to live in Carmel. It's beautiful. I, I, you know, it's weird too. When I'm in California, I sleep better. It's like the only time I really? sleep really good. Yeah, I think it's like the salty air. Yeah. Yes. Beach. The beach. Yeah. My skin looks better. Yeah. I feel like your hair is like my hair is yeah. just beachy waves. I beachy wake up. Waves. It's amazing. Google oh the Victoria's Secret. Victoria's <laughs> Secret. Well, I had no. My oh, daughter, sorry. sorry, my daughter has like the <laughs> ideal California hair. Like she has like it's naturally beachy, wavy, and when it's in California, she does. Yeah, like, you gotta go to college in California. Like, you're gonna have <laughs> the hair that like California looks good on you. Yeah, California <laughs> looks good on you. Cause your brother works at LMU. LMU, Loyola Marymount. I went on a mission corps recruitment trip there. Yeah. Who's your brother? He works at LMU. He went to school there. Okay. He worked in like their facilities department. Okay. So he worked there as a student, and then they like hired him on, and he loves it. Oh, that's so. nice. That campus is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. and like everyone on the campus is beautiful. Like, <laughs> yeah. <that's happening. laughs> no, it's so true. I was like, uh, I'm gonna go somewhere else now. <laughs> oh I was gosh. like walking. I 
took my daughter because I was going to be out of town on her 13th birthday. And I was like, what is the deal with this campus? Everyone on here is gorgeous. Like, it's great. Did you put your picture in your application? <laughs> I think just living there, it just brings out that inner beauty. That's what it is. That's what it is. What are your nice places? So we covered mine as California. <laughs> and she made my day by telling me I look like I'm from California. <laughs> you really did. You guys did. Uh-huh. I was like pulling up in this Jeep. How cute. <laughs> and you want to know something funny? We've been through Starbucks and Dutch Brothers. Dang. Oh. Just rolling through. <laughs> in case either want to sponsor us. <laughs> we say, like wait, both. We say that every podcast. Right? Wait, this is funny. The guy at Dutch Brothers has a podcast. Stop. Yes. Great guy. Stop. Yes. Real talk. Real talk. Try it Try. We're going to look it up. Yeah. Collab it. Collab. Yes. <laughs> at Dutch Brothers. Yeah. Yes. Dutch Brothers. Unloaded coffee. Dutch Brothers, mm-hmm. if you're listening, I need some sponsorship. Sponsorship would be amazing. Yeah. You have great, we love the people that work there. They're so amazing. <laughs> you hire well. Your coffee's great. All right, Stephanie, where would you live? Where would I live? You know, I think I'd want to go back to, like, the Pacific Northwest, Portland. I really, I don't know. I like the weather. I like the seasons. I the people like are, have a Portland vibe. Shout I'm out to Portland here. weird. Portland <laughs> tells me that. Like, everyone here, they're like, you're such a hippie. I'm like, no, I'm not, though. But I don't know. Just the people are so friendly, so laid back. And I don't know. The town is just, like, so cute. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you can go to different areas of the city and be like, this is so new. This is different. And find all these, like, fun places to eat and, like. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a, isn't it? It's like, like a foodie, foodie town. Foodie, yeah. Yeah. foodie town. I had some great meals when I was in Portland <laughs> visiting family. And then also you can see waterfalls. We went and we drove yeah. up north. And I think it was only 30 or 40 mm-hmm. minutes outside of the city. It was so amazing. And I took one of those pictures that made me look like I was holding the waterfall. Wow. Oh, like, <laughs> the I wasn't. You couldn't get close to it, I think. twilight. Was oh. filmed at like yes. Multnomah Falls. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you remember that scene. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's a big tourist attraction that everyone wow. goes to. Okay. That's you can good. just take me with you. <laughs> Perfect. Where would you go, Nicole? Yeah, where would you um, go, Nicole? Well, you know, that's a really good question because I have no idea. <laughs> but um, I'm going to say. With the California vibe, like I don't, I have no knowledge of California, but I love water. Yeah, um, me too. Um, me too. Anything that involves water, yep. swimming in it, being around it, mm-hmm. just like makes me feel amazing. Yeah. There's something to it to reset or yeah. rejuvenate. Be by the water, yeah. or even I've noticed all activities they have beach soccer. Yeah. How come I didn't play beach soccer when I, I was a kid? <laughs> I played softball in 120 degrees. It was <laughs> so I'm going to come with you guys to California, I think. Perfect. Okay. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Road we trip. can all go and solicit daughter's Jeep. Sorry, Victoria. Kyle on in. Yes. We'll go to LMU. We'll go visit LMU. We'll yeah. say hi to our friend Ben. He's a volleyball and recruiting coordinator over there. <laughs> hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. I have lots of hair to... Um, Fly in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> I will not be brushing it out. So my daughter played in a beach volleyball tournament. And sorry, Victoria, that I'm ta- telling the story to everyone that um, it All took me two listeners. or three hours to brush out her hair. It's like Rapunzel hair. And she played in the craziest weather, beach volleyball. It was pouring rain. The wind was everywhere. And it was Carrie Walsh's volleyball tournament in Huntington. And it took two hours to brush out her hair. She has super long hair. So Victoria, I hope you remember that and are thankful for that when you're older. She's like, you're welcome. Pinky, where would you live? Hawaii. Oh, oh stop. I forgot about Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> Living off the grid in the middle of oh, nowhere from the totally beach. Sold. <laughs> sold. Or Flagstaff. There's that, a different. Like, yeah, very yeah. different, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something about Flagstaff, like I love the mountains and I love, like, I love snow. So it kind of gives me, like, the seasons of still okay. being able to come down to the valley. Like, I kind of get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I like Flagstaff. I love Flagstaff. Right. Yeah. But I love Hawaii for the fact of I love water. I've never been. Anything Have you been? To Hawaii. Yeah, I went two years ago. Um, my husband took me as like our 
finally our honeymoon after 10 years. Aww. We went kid-free for like a week and went snorkeling. I saw a sea turtle, I panicked. <laughs> Drink water, lost my snorkel, then had to buy $14 snorkel and <laughs> Kauai. Oh so, I mean, oh no, but besides all that, it was like so fun. It was so quiet. Kauai is a lot um, more smaller than the other islands yeah. and it's more like for like the nature-y type tourists. So, I personally liked it, but I've heard many wonderful things about Hawaii in general, like all the other islands. But personally, wow. I loved Kauai. It was more of like me. It's called the Garden State for a reason. Very like nature, very low key, Beautiful. which I liked. Yes. Awesome. Hawaii is sounding good now, too. Yeah. I know. I, I like it. Hawaii. Yeah. Me too. Hawaii, California is also up there, too. I mean, anything, again, with water, just water is yes. nice. I agree. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, tell us yes. what you're doing during your year of service. Can you tell our listeners? Stephanie is one of our AmeriCorps members, and we've met Amy. Have we met any other AmeriCorps? No, no. she's only our second one. Ooh. Ooh. AmeriCorps. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so, um, where do I start? Um, <laughs> okay, so. Grew up in California. Yes, I grew up in California in uh, San Jose, and I actually went to an all-girls high school. Oh. Um, and, like, at that school, um, it was Notre Dame. Um, so they like talked a lot about like social justice and that's kind of like where my, like where I first started developing like these like ideas of like what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I felt like really passionate just about that, you know, whole realm Mm -hmm. of like social justice and like kind of walking with others. And so then I decided to go to school in Portland, um, at the university of Portland and actually went in as an education major. I really wanted to be a teacher, so I did that. Ooh. I studied that for two years. Shout out to the teachers. Yay. All the teachers. I know. All my friends are teachers, and I, I love it. I was a teacher it. for a long time. I still teach online. But. Oh, that's so cool. I love yeah. that. Um, and so then... Shout I kinda, out to all my <laughs> advanced placement <laughs> micro and macro economics. <laughs> oh, that sounds <laughs> Can they subscribe for extra credit? <laughs> you should make it you should. extra credit points if you listen to the podcast. You listen, pop quiz. What yeah. did you talk about? Um, and then, yeah, I did like the student teaching in the classroom for a while, and I was like, I love kids, mm-hmm. but I don't know if this is like the route I want to go in. And then um, UP has like a small social work program, so then I knew. Ever since, like, I was younger, I was like, all I want to do is help people. Like, Aww. I don't know, like, what I want to do in that way. Um, so I was like, social work would be, like, the perfect mm-hmm. route. Because there's, so, like, it's just very open. Right. And you can go so many routes. You can do, like, the micro or you can do the macro. Um, and I'm very much, like, a relationship. Like, I love building relationships mm-hmm. with people. And so... Um, like, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do post-grad, I knew, I always knew I wanted to do post-grad service of, like, some sort. Right. And so, I actually found Maggie's Place on the Catholic Volunteer Network, um, that booklet, and my uh, campus minister, she's, like, my mentor, she's like, you should consider uh, doing post-grad service. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And then, when I found Maggie's Place, um... I kind of just fell in love with the mission and just being able to work with women and um, their babies. I love babies. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, just being able to really... We're alive. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. At the the Michael house, (laughs) as you can tell by the doorbell. (laughs) Um, Sorry, you love babies. Yes, I love babies. And so I just thought it would be the perfect fit, and I didn't know what to expect coming in. I didn't even, like, come visit because um, I know, you know, you had the opportunity to come and do, like, a weekend of yeah. discernment. But I just kept filling this pool to come, and um, everyone was like, you just got to ask, like, God for a sign or something. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm just going to go with my decision. And I was interning at this um, – child relief nursery back in Portland um, and so we would go to the um, kids houses to like pick them up for school for the day and this mom 
or it was one of the kids aunts she opened the door and she was like holding a newborn infant and my heart just like I don't know it like just got so like like butterflies or something and I was like that's my sign like that's it I know now like this decision of coming to Maggie's place is the right one for me yeah um and so yeah here I am now living in the house as in um living staff with all these amazing moms um and every day is a new adventure everyone always asks like what's what's a day in the life like yeah. what do you do and I was like you know there's no normal day like something is always going on um so I don't know I love it so far I'm able to like just catch up with the moms and really build relationships um, with them and just be able to like take them to appointments and just hear their stories it's really cool um, sometimes I feel like oh like I hope I like just genuinely want to know and sometimes I'm like I hope I don't say anything that like you know offends you um, so I know like talking to Nicole sometimes I'm like I'm just really curious so please tell me if like I said something wrong um, but yeah I love it it's been great. <laughs> Good. What's something that you think, like, what's a memory that you'll take with you? Like a funny time or a sad time or a hard I a, time? I have a couple. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I was at the Magdalene house, um, and then I moved here to the Michael house. And so I think for me, at first it was really hard because I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm going to leave, like, the staff and the moms. But I knew that coming to the Michael house, um, that like I would build these amazing relationships with these moms. And so I just remember um, it was, when was it? I think it was the first house inning. Um, me and T were here and we had a movie night and we like bought all the snacks for the moms and there was like popcorn and like, we made like chips and salsa and all this stuff. And everyone was like, wow, you guys really go out for these things. And we're like, yeah, like <laughs> this is what we did. And we want to bring it like um, with us to this house. Um, so that was really cool. Just like that moment, just to be like, whoa, like you guys really do want to be here and you guys want to hang out with That's us. Sweet. Um, but also one of my favorite memories, um, so Friday nights, um, we usually hang out and like watch movies or like sing music, uh, sing songs, not sing music, what? <laughs> um, and so like, it'll be like me sitting on the rocking chair and then Nicole will be on the couch and then T will be like hanging out on the couch. Are you guys singing a song for us? Yes, what do you sing? <laughs> Which one's what should we sing? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I'm awful at singing. Lately, um, Beautiful Crazy by Luke Combs has been our jam, so we're oh like, my oh. Gosh. Candace just called me and said, <laughs> so he's coming to town in November, and we have to go. Yes, they were talking about it on the radio this morning. Yeah, like, Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, like we'll like dance around. Like Nicole's recorded me a couple of times, like just singing and dancing for the memories. But yeah, I think definitely going to treasure those moments. It's like those it's little fun. moments where you're just like having the time of your life yeah. and just... Acting like complete nerds. Yes. Yes. And just having the time of our lives. I feel I like I could just that. be my genuine self, like around them, which is great. Awesome. That is really. I good. do that with the kids. I love that just dance, which I'm a terrible dancer, but it's <laughs> yeah. so much fun. Uh, but when the camera comes out. I have to try and grab it for my daughter and say, please delete that. Don't show all your friends. It's probably been shared with everyone at that point. The one with the steps. The yes, they yeah, teach you. And I, I feel so that. amazing doing it. Yes. I I'm sure I look exactly like that character on TV. I'm convinced. I love kitchen but. dance parties. Kitchen dance parties are great. Yes. Trying to play the music. Yes. Dancing in the kitchen. Like, I'll yeah. be cleaning or like... And we'll be like dancing in the kitchen, and everyone's like, all the moms are sitting there, like, what are they doing? And we're like, you know, just dancing it Working out. Working at the car wash. <laughs> <or just> doing <laughs> Cleaning can be so much fun. True. That's true. This girl's got some moves. Too. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I do, I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, if we're on it. Not trying to, not not trying to brag. Nicole, what's your favorite song that you guys sing around the house? <laughs> oh, there's so many <laughs> top one that comes up all the time might not be favorite but it's fun uh 
Well, I'm going to have to agree with her that beautiful, crazy, but really just anything country. Yes. All of it. Can mm-hmm. you guys sing a little bit? I want to hear this beautiful, oh crazy. God. I don't think Please. you want to hear I don't think Julie? you want to hear our singing. I feel like I do. I feel I like well, we need, it's we a need lot a better little. when you can actually see us and not everyone can see us. Oh, Julie. Oh, Maestro. I just don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> you told me, it's so bad. <laughs> you told me to silence, and then my computer just went off here. I don't. Oh. oh, my God. Julie, we need to go to Rams. Then I karaoke. I like the chorus. Oh, my God. He's going to start cooking from the office. Stones with a cough. <laughs> yeah. With get, the, get the arms. Everything getting ready. I don't know this oh. one or I would sing. I'm sorry. Hold on. Maybe I might know this. Yeah, here we go. I feel like we're building. Are we building? Yeah. Beautiful. Crazy. June, I think it's nine months. I'm coming up on a year here soon. Awesome. Oh, yay. yeah. So you moved in when you, how, how pregnant were you when you moved I in? was five months. Okay. I just found out the sex of my baby. And I have a little girl. She's beautiful. And she's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I don't know about crazy, but she's the happiest baby literally ever. What's her name? Jasmine Danielle, and she smiles all the time, and I just love her. She's my life. Like, (laughs) she's the reason why I, I make it through every day. So what was what was going on in your life before you came to Maggie's place? Um, before I came to Maggie's place, um, just I didn't really no um well i i was just getting my life back together um i i was only out of prison a month when i found out i was pregnant so um i i went to how long were you in prison two years, two years. yeah what did you go to prison for um possession charges for drugs um so I'm in recovery, and actually the day that my daughter was born, um, I celebrated three years clean and sober. Yay. Congratulations. Yay. 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 We need the little puppy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm really proud of, proud of that. Um, and yeah, so, you know, I just, I didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for a baby, um, and I didn't have you know, <laughs> I didn't have it every anything together, anything figured out. So I found Maggie's place, um, and I am forever grateful. How did you find us? Um, well, I went through community bridges, um, cause I didn't have any place to go. Um, the people I was staying with, uh, I couldn't stay there any longer, and um, they had were gonna place me in community bridges, but then I went to a halfway house. And while I was at the halfway house, there was another uh, girl there that just kept on bringing up Maggie's place. And I couldn't stay at the halfway house with the baby. Um, So I just started calling Maggie's place. I called for about a week and I got in. And I remember the first time I came here, um, I was just like, wow, this is a beautiful house. And I sat down on the rocking chair. I'm gonna cry right now. (laughs) And I just started crying because I was like, this is going to be where me and my baby live for the next year. 
and um, I was overwhelmed with uh, joy, and I was just so grateful. So. Awesome. Yeah. So, you moved in last June. Mm -hmm. And so, what have you been working on while you have been here? What have been some of your goals? Um, well, the goals that I had when I moved in is, um, right before I moved in, I got offered a job at Community Bridges. Um, however, I didn't have my GED. So, but that's like something that I want to do. That's my career move right there. Um, because it's working with, um, like substance abuse. Um, like a peer support? Yeah. And so I'm really passionate about recovery um, because I've lived it. And I also like to help people. So um, that's what I wanted to do. Um, but I had to get my GD to do it. So um, I've been working on that during my pregnancy. Um, and about two weeks before I had my baby, I wanted to complete it all, but you know, it never goes quite how you want it. Um, but uh, I completed two weeks before I had her, my social studies, civics, and science. And then um, she had a little bit of colic and acid reflux, so it took me a little bit to get her into daycare. She was like three months old. And then I went back to school and completed my language. Um, and so now I'm going four days a week to school to pass my math because that's, that's my worst subject. <laughs> and it's a real challenge. Um, but I know that I will complete it and I'm going to hopefully get my um, degree and have a formal cap and gown um, 19 years after <laughs> I was supposed to graduate um, in June. Awesome. That's so, amazing. That's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to work on getting a job so I can save up money for a car. And, um, and you want to get a job in peer support? Well, I have to have a car to, to um, be able to make it to the, you know, to my new job, so um, probably just like something temporary, just to save up a little bit of money for a car, and then I'm gonna get start applying for community bridges again, so I can, you know, just help people and be a part of their recovery story. I think that would be like the most amazing thing ever, and it's just so rewarding, and it's also good for my sobriety. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I also want to go to college for that too. Um, to get my license in substance abuse counseling. Oh, nice. Yeah. So for those listeners who um, may have a car or that, you know, don't think about commuting as an everyday kind of um, challenge or something that they have to plan for as far as taking the bus or that type of thing, can you kind of describe what challenges that might pose for you and um, your daughter? Um. Well, I take her to daycare, um, and since I have felonies on my record, um, a lot of the jobs that I can get are a, like a two-hour bus ride away. So um, if I were to take her to daycare and I got one of those jobs, then she would be there like an eight-hour shift plus four hours of transportation so like 12 hours what is that 12 hours mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are they they are they are and I can do it but it's just a lot on a five-month-old baby <laughs> um, so um, that's assuming then, everything goes well and every bus I suppose yeah. is on time and, and they don't break down they don't break yeah. down they break down all the time yeah. and then um, taking her on the bus um, Sometimes can be uncomfortable and dangerous. Um, not too long ago, we got on the bus and there was um, a man who just like was freaking out and um, I don't know, he like jumped on the front of the bus. It was a little scary. Um, so <laughs> be a little traumatic. Yeah. Not like the driver was contained and was ch chasing after Julie the other day. <laughs> and I see this picture. Why are you sending this to me? Oh, this is the driver that tried to run me off the road. 
Apparently it's not even hot out and people are having issues. Um, what, are your, what do you have felonies for? Um, just the drug possession um, and paraphernalia. Drug possession is a felony charge? Yeah. Yeah. Two years. Well, I think Two it years. depends on what it is. Um, I was, it was for dangerous drugs and then narcotics, um, cause I was addicted to meth and heroin. So, um, yeah. But you weren't distributing? No. Oh, wow. No, this was just for personal use. That, that was just what I had on me. Wow. Two years. Personal yeah. use? Mm-hmm. I knew it was, uh. I thought a lot of times you could get it pled down to a misdemeanor. Well, I did have several misdemeanors before this. Oh, okay. okay. And um, also was on probation, so I got violated. It wasn't just one time. Okay. It, the, these were reoccurring things. Yeah. Um, so. I really wish that Arizona would move to expunging felonies for drug charges. A lot of states do do that yeah. if people can show positive recovery, and I think that that would be an amazing thing for the state to embrace. Well, I think Absolutely. that's a good idea, but then they have to have something else in place, uh, like for treatment. Right. Um, because people need to be sober for a certain amount of time before it's going to work. Right. And you also need to hit rock bottom, too. Yeah, that's what a lot of the states that have it Yeah. Like after a certain amount of years after, if, if you can show sobriety, you can get it expunged. Yeah. 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 It's just really hard. I, I think, I mean, I'm not glad I went to prison, but um, I am kind of thankful because I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have stayed sober if it wouldn't have been for those two years. How many years prior to that do you think you were using, like, collectively? Four. Four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was there were there certain triggers or things that you think about that you could maybe help someone else who's out there listening that's saying I'm dealing with the same thing. It may have started with this. Like, here's what I did. Like you mentioned, rock bottom, which yeah. I think is you know I hear that quite a bit, and I think, um, you know, what are some things you could share with people that might be listening that could be contending with something like that or know a family member or loved one um you know what I would just say um never give up hope um definitely you have to believe in something higher than yourself um hitting rock bottom was a big part of uh my recovery because I had um a CPS case for my older kids and uh, my rights got severed. CPS um, is Child Protective Services for you. Yeah, that's that. right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just, I mean, there's resources out there and it doesn't, it doesn't have to. What have you done to maintain your sobriety for three years? Um, what has helped me? Do you go to our Thursday night peer support class at the app? I don't, I don't, um, I've never really participated in like AA or NA. Um, I did do a six month drug treatment, treatment program in prison, um, and a couple other classes, um, that really just helped like thinking for a change, um, just to kind of, you know, replay in your mind, um, putting yourself in risky situations where if you are sober, that you may run into somebody or they might they might have something I've, I just I think I analyze every single situation that I put myself in so that I know I can remain sober and um, my daughter and just my life really just loving myself has a lot of um, a lot to do with so big. That's such a huge sobriety. Yeah, message. That's great. Yeah. So what programs have you liked at Maggie's place that's helped you? Um sounds like you're doing awesome and working towards your career. Thank you. I really like wow. Um 
Well, what does that stand for? for it's women of worth. Women, women of worth. <laughs> I like yeah, it's it. It's a group counseling program. Okay. Yeah. And we actually just had that last night. It's where um, all of us moms get together as a group. And um, we just talk about things that, you know, we've been through or, um, uh, you know, healthy relationships, just anything that you could possibly think of to, I mean, she has like, she has it set up for whatever we're going to talk about that day. Um, But it's healthy relationships, what we've been through, and just like feeding off of each other. um, It really helps us in a group atmosphere. I think so too, because you kind of understand other people's mentality or different perspectives on where you are, where you're trying to get to, where you've been. I think it's really cool too, because it's like with the moms in the house, so they're able to communicate with each other. And it, I don't know, it's just like that vulnerability because I know sometimes, like, during the week, they don't all see to, see each other because they're all doing their own things. So it allows them to, I don't know, open up with each other and it helps them develop more relation, like, stronger relationships with each other, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and some of the things that are said um, during our classes are things that maybe not a lot of people know about us and just, like, really... Um, deep things about our personal things about our life um so you really have to just like go outside of yourself and just like be vulnerable and it feels good to know that you're not alone that the other moms are dealing with you know something similar tell us a little bit so each americorps member uh mentors a couple moms so stephanie is one of nicole's mentors um, so tell us a little bit about how, like, what has, how has, like, having Stephanie's role helped you? Wow. Um, Stephanie is amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, like, if I were to have a best friend, I would have to say that she is it for me. Um, uh-huh. And she loves my baby well, I mean, I love my baby a lot, but <laughs> she, she, it's up there. <laughs> it's up there in comparison to my love for my baby, and I couldn't ask for anything more, um, you know, in a person loving my child. So um, she, I've told her more about, I tell her everything. <laughs> um so she's awesome and just like when I'm having a bad day she she's just a nerd like I am <laughs> and um, so she can make me laugh and um, hugs there's not a lot of huggers in this house and <laughs> so we hug each other oh I'm a hugger I feel like I we should have huggers anonymous <laughs> I hug you all the time <laughs> I'm absolutely a hugger. I'm slowly converting you to being a hugger. (laughs) And when you're going through tough stuff in life, you need a hug. You do. You're right. Um, I agree. So (laughs) she's just, she's the best. Like, I love Stephanie. (laughs) And I never thought, like, I would um, build a relationship like the one that I have with her. So, yeah. So, I was giving a presentation yesterday in a room with a bunch of other nonprofits, and we were in front of a funder, and I was talking about our AmeriCorps, and I'm like, so really what I think makes us different than a lot of other um, shelters is that we have, like, this model where we have homes and actual neighborhoods, like you described, like, coming here and sitting on the rocking chair, and then... I was saying like they're really like they're that that kind voice that's like cheering you on telling you like you yeah. can do it tomorrow you can you know like today was hard but like you're gonna get up yeah and you're gonna do it again and like you said like coming home after a bad day and like giving you a hug and just I think having someone care about you and care mm-hmm. about your child um, is, is so important um, I think that a lot of times 
a lot of things that that lead to homelessness are related to like human like human connectivity and people feeling like they have they're like they're not alone and yeah. they have people that care about them mm-hmm. and I think that can be I think I really think that that's why we are so fortunate to watch so many women go through amazing transformations while they're here yeah it's because they feel that connectedness and that that really like someone is cheering for you and cares about you this is a family atmosphere like we're family all of us um so yeah and she she does stephanie does support me and just like she like you said she does cheer me on and she's like you can do this like include my little high kicks yeah. <laughs> everyone thinks I'm the cheerleader because I always like throwing the little high she kicks she even has high kicks <laughs> I, I always say I'm like I need an AmeriCorps to get one me and cheer me on yeah sweet I need an AmeriCorps <laughs> she says she's not she wasn't ever a cheerleader but I don't believe her I don't believe her Aww. So, yeah. So, Nicole, play us your your movie, like, in a year when we bring you back on our podcast. But what are you going to, like, what's your dream for a year from now? A year from now, I am going to be somewhere with my baby. Um, <laughs> and, and a, Maybe Gerard. You can move into the Gerard house. <laughs> yeah. In our own place. Um, I'm going to have a car. It doesn't have to be cute. I would really love that. <laughs> but um, it's going to drive and be reliable transportation. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be working at my dream job, helping other people um, with their substance abuse issues. And I want to be a part of their recovery story. I see like, it. I really can see I that. Wanna, yes. I want to be like... Even if, like, I never, even if somebody doesn't ever say, like, she helped me, like, I know that you're part of me telling you my story, like, and that I can do it, um, I'm going to have an impact on people. And I already have. I've already done this, just not for a living. I'm doing it, like, on my Facebook page, um, and I have friends that um, I've inspired to get sober and to remain sober. And they've messaged me and, like, told me about it. And I'm just like, wow, that's awesome. So I know, I know I'm know i going to help people. Um, and I could see myself doing that forever, like, the rest of my life. That's great. Hashtag be the good. Yeah. Nicole <laughs> is being the good, inspiring others. Yes. Living through it, yeah. right? Just yes. making the right next choice, whatever that may be, um, and just following your gut. So, if there is something that you can tell, like a mama who's currently struggling right now, like what's like one quote or mantra that you would share that you probably have lived by? Uh, don't give up. Um, it's not easy, but it will pay off, and it's going to be worth it. Um, just don't give up. Mm-hmm. Just keep making the right next choice. Mm-hmm. And whatever that may be, you know what's best for you. Um, so just keep doing that. And it will pay off. The easy way is not the right way. <laughs> so whatever that is, um, just you know what's best for you. And just keep moving forward and don't ever give up. Um, and pray. Julie, what's that quote you say about your decisions? That Uh, one never... I love this one about... You're never... (laughs) Julie, like, what? I put you on the spot. I always say you just have to make the next right decision. The next right decision. It's very good. But you don't have to be who you were. Yeah. I say you don't have to be the person you were five years ago Mm -hmm. or even 15 minutes ago. I like that one. You have to make the next right decision. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it because I'm like, oh, okay. Reset. Reset. Mm-hmm. Reset. Yes. Make good choices. Make good choices. I always <laughs> said that to my kids growing up. They brought me traumatized. Make good choices. Yeah. There's something too simple. Simple is 
Simple is good. Yeah. Yeah. Straightforward, especially in advice. <laughs> What's your... What do you think is, is most difficult for you right now, Nicole? The struggle. The, <laughs> the everyday struggle just to get where I'm getting um, and to just keep just to keep moving like sometimes my goals seem impossible and I know they're not but um, sometimes I just I get really discouraged and I'm like I'm I just you know I get negative and I'm like I'm never gonna make it like this was all for nothing <laughs> but like I know that's not true um, I have my be beautiful baby girl and you know she's counting on me and those are just bad days that's not really how I feel mm -hmm. right um, and everyone has days like that yeah. we mm -hmm. all have days where we feel really discouraged really what I'm dealing with right now is my math <laughs> <laughs> wait I can totally relate to that right now <laughs> <laughs> um, just getting to the next goal like I only have one little tiny minuscule of, um, and then it's on to the next with my GED certificate. Um, but I'm just having a hard time with that and um, running out of time. Um, but I just applied for an extension, so I'm hoping that I get that and that it can take on a take off a little bit of the pressure. And um, saving up for a car, that's the other thing. Do you feel like you've learned hope since you've been at Maggie's place? Do you feel like you're more hopeful now? You seem very, like, hopeful. And yeah. You seem to talk a lot about perseverance, yeah. which is resilience, right? Which yeah. is a skill that mm -hmm. I think really all people need to learn. But I think a lot of times that that's, you know... Sometimes, like you said, you have to go through really hard things in life to to learn your own resilience. Yeah, um, I'm definitely hopeful. Here at Maggie's place um, has given me lots of hope. I don't know where I would be if I wouldn't have found Maggie's place. Like, really. And sometimes I forget about that when you know I'm going day to day, just like how grateful and blessed I am. Um, and I think that's the important thing that you need to remember, um, I need to remember when going through, through everything, all of these struggles and, um, is that I've already been blessed with so much and, um, I have my sobriety, I have a beautiful baby, I have a place to rest my head, I have support, um, so... I think that the most important thing is just to keep on going and don't give up because I'm not a quitter. So I love that. I'm not a quitter. Yeah. So big to say. So for those who haven't gone through that process, can you walk us through like the GED process? So those are for people that didn't go through if you didn't graduate high if school. If you didn't graduate high school. For you can our take listeners, the GED, which yeah. is a test. Okay, and so Nicole, can you kind of walk us through well, when he, you started he, or how long? Like where I went to, or I think maybe just the to understand that you needed to obtain your GED. Okay. If you didn't graduate, if high you school, didn't graduate high school, yeah, so you have it. options. Yeah, you can take it. You can either go back online yeah. and finish high school, but that's really yeah. kind of I feel like Well, me personally, I needed somebody to teach me. Um, everyone learns different. Some people can be, can hold their self accountable for getting on the computer and <laughs> doing classes and learning, um, but I needed somewhere to go. So I found a school that um, offered free GED classes and... Um, I, I was actually supposed to graduate in the year 2000, so I'll be graduating 19 years later for my GED, not high school, but, you know, same thing. Yes. Um, and It's uh, more exciting now. 
I feel like yeah, there's been the anticipation, the build-up. This well, is going to be a big one. It's a big deal. It's yes. a pretty big deal. I mean, it is. Um, I. So did you drop out of high school when you were in it? Yeah, I dropped out in 10th grade. Okay. Um, and I started ditching when I was in 7th grade. So um, I didn't have a lot of supervision. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a pretty big deal. Um, I just, I started, um, actually shortly after I moved in here, um, I think it was July and I just went to school every day and four days a week. Um, and you know, I retain, I feel like I retain the information pretty quick, mm-hmm. even though I didn't go to school a lot. Um, and yeah, I passed my three subjects two weeks before the baby was born and then language was pretty easy and and I always was like when I went down to take the test I was like oh my gosh I'm not gonna pass like I didn't pass Mm -hmm. oh no and then I would just get like so surprised when I got that email back from GED.com saying that I did pass the test. I was like, wow, like I passed. I think people, we tend to sell ourselves short and just self-doubt, but it feels amazing. Um, And when you accomplish, when you start hitting those goals and you're accomplishing things and seeing all your hard work pay off, um, it just feels so great. So. Yeah. Stephanie, can you tell us, um, like, how have you seen Nicole, like, have courage? I see her have courage, like, every day. Um, you know, being able to, like, live in the homes, you really get to see the ins and outs. Some people think, like, oh, it's, like, always going to be great, or, you know, but being able to see, like, yes, she does have those hard days, um, but the next day, she'll pick herself up, and she'll be like, it's a new day, and I'm gonna start again, and I have to, like, remind myself, too, sometimes, like, you know, if these moms are, like, struggling, like, all I can do is be there to support them, um, and I don't know, I really see her but yeah no every day she when she does have a bad day I I don't know I can tell when you know you know it's not always like the best and she's struggling but after talking to her I think you know for me sometimes I'm like okay like what's our game plan like not our game plan but what's your game plan how can I best support you and just being able to like walk that like walk through that with her and see that, you know, she is going to do better next, like, the next day or even, like, in the next hour. So sometimes, um, I know, for example, one day it was a really, like, I don't know, you were just having a hard day, um, and I was like, okay, well, what are you going to do to take care of yourself? And so we came up with this plan, and you're like, you know, you just need a little self-care and to pick yourself up. So you're like, I'm going to go watch a movie. And I was like, you know what? That's what you're going to go do because that's what you need right now in this moment. And then we can go from there. And I don't know. I always like to remind all the moms, um, you know, like don't make decisions in the heat of the moment because that's going to make things worse. And then you might do something that you'll regret. So even though you're stressed right now, like take some time to like, you can stress. That's fine. Like we all stress. But take some time and don't don't make a decision right then and there because then, you know. Stephanie, you are so wise. <laughs> for being <Yes>. so young. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's just, like, even I have to remember that sometimes. Yes. Especially, like, There are being very here. few decisions. I say it's your yeah. AmeriCorps training. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I say it? No, you did There are very few decisions that you have to make right then and there yeah. in the moment. And if it is... The only one I can really think of is call 911. <laughs> <But>, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, most mm-hmm. things can wait, right? You exactly. wait until you're, like, learning yeah. to wait until you're emotionally regulated. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like I, I learned that early in my career when I was teaching and parents fire these awful emails off to you. And I'm like, I'm not gonna answer that until tomorrow. I'm not gonna answer mm -hmm. that until I'm calm, yeah. right? It's hard to do sometimes though. When it you're is. in the heat of the moment and you're just like frustrated or just yeah. mad and angry, like, so you really gotta like check yourself. And she helps with reassurance with that. Um, just like do something that you need to do for yourself. That way mm -hmm. you can change your mindset and Maybe do something that makes you happy, like listen to country music. <laughs> or, That's true. Or like the other day, she was like, I'm just like, oh, like we were just like both like on edge and we're like, you know what, let's go for a run. So we literally like <laughs> jogged down the street and then came back and we're like, all right, like let's go. Like, But it was just like so random and sporadic, yeah. but I think it was something that like, not that you just needed, but I also needed in that moment. Yeah, I think um, sometimes getting out in nature, getting yeah, outside, connecting, going for a walk, going exactly. for a hike, even if it's not like, oh, I, you know, I don't have all morning to do it. Exactly. Even just for a little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. I think, too, in this day and age where you feel so rushed, everything is su such like mm -hmm. a quick and quick response, quick this, quick that. You always just feel like you're moving it. It's okay to take time to think yeah. about what just happened yeah. or what might, you know, what you may need to accomplish later. Or my kids always, I feel like they, they um, understand that I need to come back to whatever it might be at that time. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, you might not be in trouble now. Yeah. But when we regroup, let's talk about it and see what, you know, was this really severe? Was it kind of silly and I'm just tired and that really, right. you know, mm -hmm. you just kind of understand the gravity of that. So. so, Stephanie, you've been here since August, working six days a week. Yeah. <laughs> how have you uh, remained, how, like, I feel like you're always so positive. <coughs> yeah. Can you tell us? What has kept you being so positive throughout this year of service yeah. that can be really difficult? Um, yeah. <coughs> oh, sorry. I, I'm not much. I'm not much of like a negative person. I not. I really don't like negativity. Uh -huh. So I really just try to stay positive, like as much as I can. And I feel like I've always been that way. Um, yeah. So coming into it, I was like this is going to be hard just because I know it's not going to be easy. Um, but I think I just need to remind myself that like, I don't know. I like to say like this too shall pass. My um, friend told me that one time. I'm like, that is so true. So you just got to like live in the moment. Um, and I think what like grounds me and like keeps me like back in like, um, that like I can do this, um, is just being able to, talked to like other people outside of Maggie's place so I definitely talk to my mom a lot like she's that go-to person that like when I'm having a hard day or like I just need that extra like push to like keep going and to like remind myself like she she always knows like the right things to say um and so just having those people that you know that I know that I can rely on who will ground me and who knows me like knows me for me and knows the things that I need. That's how I like to stay positive is because they know how to pick me up when I'm down. Um, so it's definitely like my mom and my brother um, as well, but also like my friends. Um, I don't know, they just remind me that, you know what, it's okay. Like, yeah, you're having a crappy day, but you know, like look at what you're doing. You're really making that time and effort and you're really there for, the moms and that's what I remind myself as well is that I came here to like be with the moms and to I don't know walk on this journey with them it's really cool just to see the growth like just from moving in um to now just seeing the growth of them and like accomplishing their goals and what they want to do but also like seeing the growth of their babies. Like it's the little things that really like bring joy to my day. Like, oh, there's a fresh bunch of bananas. Or mm -hmm. um, I know like being able to feed Jasmine, Nicole's baby, I was able to feed her the other day and I was like, this is so amazing. 
like, Joy is alive. So I was like feeding her. I think I was like singing to her also. Yeah. I like have a video of it. She was dancing too. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just like the little things that remind me that, you know, it's going to be okay. Or this is what I like. This is why I love doing what I like do. Um, And so every day I like tell myself, okay, what's, what's one positive thing that happened today? Or um, just like, yeah flowers on the table. It's so cheesy. Ow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, flowers. Flowers. Um, you know, that was my New Year's resolution. Really? Okay, oh, it sounds so cheesy, but I was like, I, I want to like be the house that has fresh flowers. Yes. <laughs> so I have been picking up fresh flowers. Oh, like, flowers. I'm like, I spend four or five dollars on so many silly things. Yeah. Like I should yeah, pick flowers. up flowers. Like yeah. I'm like I'm yeah. like I want I want to be the house that's yeah. like has fresh flowers. So <laughs> Me too. I'm at the grocery store. Like at Trader Joe's is my yeah. favorite. I, they have oh the best flowers cheap. That's one other thing. I'll go in there, I'll buy my licorice, buy my flowers. <laughs> <laughs> that's one other thing is, like on my days off, it's I feel like I'm a huge cheese ball, but like it's like the little things. Like I'll tell people mm-hmm. like yeah going to the grocery store like I don't even need to be getting anything but just like walking down the aisles yeah. I don't know I just love it for some reason yeah so like Trader Joe's has been that place for me lately I know they, they really <laughs> they have do have stuff that too. they do but I've bought some weird stuff yeah. there but then I bought some really yeah. good stuff I am like I have a serious problem of loving their licorice and I have to <laughs> stop eating it <laughs> it's right next to where I go to yoga, and it's like my treat. I'll go in and buy licorice, and then I'm like, I don't know why I can't lose weight. I just ate a package of licorice. Oh <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, it's definitely the little things for sure that keep me going. What have you learned from the moms? Oh, I've learned so much. I think for me, it's definitely patience is one. Like, they are so patient with their babies, and I, I like, all props to them, because thinking about it, I'm like, wow, like, when I was younger, like, the amount of, like, crap I gave to my mom, and, like, just, they're so resilient and so strong, just with all the things that they've gone through in life, um, and so I like to remind myself, like, yeah, I'm having a hard day, but these moms have had a harder days and are like going through it and they have a child on top of that um so yeah just the resilience for sure that they have um it's beautiful and I don't know every day I learn something new whether it be like something small or like develop over time um I definitely want to like carry on like little things that I've learned from each mom like as I move forward um so yeah, I learn so much every single day, and just like random things too. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I don't know. They're just like random things that I learn. I'm like, wow. <laughs> but, yeah. So what's next for you, Stephanie? What are you gonna do? Do you know when I, you leave AmeriCorps, or do you want to do another year? I have no <laughs> idea what I want to do. Can we get you to do another <laughs> Do it. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know what I want to do exactly. Um, I'll probably at the moment. It's okay, I'm 39 and I don't know what I'm exactly. gonna do when I grow up. One of the one of the big goals is to go to grad school and get my master's in social work. Um, that's that's something big that I want to do. Um, but I definitely after you know like living here, I definitely want to like continue to work with women and children. Um, and just I don't know living in the home and seeing. It's just like this whole idea of like women empowering women. Yeah. Um, I think that's amazing. Me too. It's so cool. And so just being able to see that every single day with just like the relationships that the mom has with each other and like the relationships that like the core have with the moms. Um, I think that's so awesome. Um, so I definitely want to like stick in the field of like working with women and working with children. I don't know. I keep everyone's like, wow. Because, like, I went to an all-girls high school for four years, and then I lived in an all-female dorm for four years, and everyone's like, and now you're living in a home full of women. Like, what's next? By choice. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But I don't know. I just – 
the whole idea of like empowering each other is so mm-hmm. beautiful to me. So I definitely want to continue that. Um, but also, yeah, working with kids, I think being able to like shape, help shape them for like future generations is really wow. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so the Arizona Kids Count Data Playbook just came out. And the number of children in Arizona living in poverty has grown. We're now at 25% of of Arizona's children are living in poverty. So I think it's it's amazing that like you you are doing this work Mm -hmm. to to really help break that cycle of Mm -hmm. poverty. You know, you hear um, Nicole's amazing story of like, you know, she's out of prison, she's sober. Like, I want Nicole to tell the world her story, which mm-hmm. is so, like, why yeah. we wanted to do this podcast is because we talked about, like, we need to be, the world needs to hear stories like Nicole's mm-hmm. and, and hear the, you know, the amazing transformation that people have when they are resilient and when yeah. they, you know, have opportunities to really change their life. And so if you think about, you know, your story, Nicole, your you're out of prison, you're sober, you're gonna get your GED. Yeah. You're, you're it's happening. Back. It's <laughs> happening. On the sidelines to cheer you on. Yeah. We will post you on our Instagram when you have your copy yes. yes. All of our listeners can know that you did finish because everyone's gonna be cheering you on. But um, I'm gonna work really hard, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I won't let you down. And then how you're gonna you're gonna take this all this hard and all this, you know, all a lot of really hard things that you've experienced in addiction and in yeah. prison, and you're going to turn it into something that is going to help so many people is, is amazing. Yeah. And I think really like sharing that, like you said, and, and giving, showing people hope and like you said, like don't give up Yeah, is so important. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take know, you on the road, Nicole. <laughs> I'm share <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Here at Maggie's Place, we believe there is good in the world and we want you to be the good. To support Maggie's Place, you can now make donations on Anchor to our nonprofit organization. Your donation makes a world of a difference. All donations are tax deductible. No donation is too big nor too small. As always, we can do small thing great love. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, don't forget to hit that notification bell on your Anchor app to get notified of any upcoming episodes. And don't forget to favorite us as well.